Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute. This is the podcast where we take an uncomfortably close stab at Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade one minute at a time. I'm Pete Mummert. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm Jerry Porter. And today we're joined one more time by the man who's never met a reptile he didn't like. Fortunately, I think that probably includes us. Welcome back, John. <laughs> Thanks. Glad to be back. Today we're going to be talking about Minute 8. Minute eight begins with what looks to me like maybe a rubber snake slithering out of Indy's shirt. And it ends one minute later with Indy coming face to face with his future. All right. So I'm going to take advantage of uh, having our guest on here, snake expert, herpetologist. Um, If you did fall into, uh, you know, a mind trolley of snakes like that, what would be the absolute worst thing that would happen? Is this it? You might get a snake near your belly button slithering well these you know they're not venomous but they have teeth so if you crushed a few i mean to my mind the worst thing that happened is he killed some snakes because he you know squashed them all but i was wondering from hit from yeah. from the yeah. person's point of view you know they may bite you if somebody gets squashed the first thing they do is turn you know just like if you stepped on a snake they turn around and bite so getting bit sure. in the ear or the face or the you know neck or something probably is worst case for these guys and they've got six rows of tiny little teeth that would be painful and would maybe bleed but not be not have any other side effects okay well that that counts that counts six six rows of teeth and you know a trolley full of them yeah um andy gets out of the house of reptiles and then you know we have this boy scout versus newsy thing (laughs) right what i mean and so i'm wondering like when you guys see a newsie, like are, were newsies considered to be sort of the neighborhood tough? Like I, I feel like newsies dish out knuckle sandwiches. I think most no, I think most bullies stole their outfits from newsies who they beat up, and, they, <laughs> and that's why they look like them. They just have the same wardrobe. Well, it's okay. So, do you think that bullies just wanted to be newsies? <laughs> just oh. much like Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh yeah, you know maybe. they sort of, you know, they be they or, or or maybe they didn't want to become the paper boy and they just became what they despised. <laughs> maybe <laughs> after they spent all the lunch money, what was there to do then? Where were they? I get they did, you know, you know I'm <laughs> <laughs> after they spent all the lunch money. There's no more knuckle sandwiches to give. No. <laughs> uh, you know I'm asking because I think there's something wrong with this boy. <laughs> like with the, Roscoe, the, this, or with you know, Indy? this this paper boy has a metro section of sadism. Yeah, yeah, he there's, does. Yeah, okay. there's something. He's a bully. He's a tough. He's a he's a, he's a whatever. What do you he expect? Does. He grabs that giant hook and kind of grabs Indy's leg with it. Yeah. He's not well, what around. now? That that giant hook. Well, yeah, he kind of goes a little extra, a little extra. You know, a little panache. But what is that giant hook? Is it is it for is it for like, is it for rhino taming? That's a you good can't question. just tell me there's just a giant hook there. I mean, we need John. It looks more <laughs> of like a, I, I take it as more of like a train 
thing. Uh, maybe that's, oh, oh, I know what it is. I bet it's the uh, hook that they use to grab the mailbag as they go by. There, Ooh. I just made that up, but I bet it's true. <laughs> You know what's ah! funny about this? I, was, I, I had this I had this note for later, but I, I realized in, in watching scenes like this, and it, you know, later on he gets on the mail. I don't know if it's the mail thing, but it's some kind of thing that he jumps on. But uh, everything, everything I know about trains, I learned from Bugs Bunny cartoons, <laughs> and just like being in situations where they're using all this train apparatus yeah. for stuff other than what it was meant for, and yeah. uh, that's that's what the scene is full of. <laughs> yeah, the hook is not an animal hook. It's uh, you know, elephant keepers sometimes use a thing called an ankus. It's got a little bit of a hook, but that's uh, yeah, that's something for either reaching down and releasing a coupling, or or it was you know meant for taking down the circus tent or something. It was it's on that flatbed before he actually gets to the rhino car. So who knows? Yeah, it's it's an interesting choice because the newsy he could just catch up with Indy. Yeah. And instead mm-hmm. he pauses and grabs the hook and and you know I don't know like tames his ankle or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I guess I, if you're saying it's not anything that you would ever find in a zoo. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then he trips Indy with that hook and Indy falls on top of the next car and down below that scares the the uh the giant rhino and I was wondering is this a is this another quint situation Tom? Because we got the uh, the rhino drops the lantern here. Well, yeah, here. yeah. I mean, that's a that's an. I mean, come on. Well, okay. Here, <laughs> there's some cause and effect that you have on film that actually makes sense. There's an event that happens that makes a piece thing fall off and hit a thing, and yeah, you can see that happening. I got no problem with that. To call it a quint thing is a little lunacy. <laughs> For any of this to make sense, you must be a Patreon member and listen to the Jaws series. Well, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jeff. That's yeah. true. If you go to uh, indianajonesminute.com slash Patreon, you can hear more of what we're talking about. I, I saw a falling, crashing lantern, and I was a little worried about this minute. I was like, this is going to this is gonna drudge up. It's going to be like a whole other Marshall College type of thing. <laughs> so, so far as friends, can we please just not ruin it? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, let me change the subject. Question for John. Question for John. Do rhinos rage? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and by rage, I mean that's raving. Oh, that's true. Well, you can rage. You can rage. I don't know what parties y'all been to. <laughs> I thought this this rhino sounded like a Universal Studios ride, like that noise he makes. <laughs> I'm just going on the 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 sidecar is called. Well, it's actually called. It says aging rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know i was wondering it's 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 age it might be aging rhinos it might be waging rhinos like maybe maybe they place bets and bluff yeah <laughs> or maybe it's raging rhinos and because everything seems to have alliteration right yeah, yeah. that's so. what it is and that, and they do they are dangerous we were in south africa last year and uh we went out on a walk through um the African, like on an African safari, but with two rangers who had rifles with them and, and would walk us real quietly through following footprints to show us different animals and stuff. And, and we were watching a rhino and, uh, somebody made enough noise that it, it figured out we were there and it was, it was sitting there eating grass and then lifted its head and both ears pinned straight at us. And both guides stiffened up, shushed everybody, 
one guy lowered his rifle and said, just don't move. Wow. And, wow. They, you know, they notoriously have bad eyesight. And when they think they're in trouble, uh, they're one of the few animals that just run at something. And so they come charging <laughs> at you or I guess in this case, raging at you. And so I couldn't help but take pictures and my camera's <laughs> clicking, clicking, clicking. And my wife is elbowing me saying, stop taking photos. <laughs> uh, so we all kind of tried to hide behind the one bush that was nearby. And eventually it just went back to munching the grass and we walked away real slowly. But yeah, they're, they're definitely known for that, that this charging out of nowhere and and you you know, Raging, you don't stop yeah. one of these things once they get moving. They're they're huge. I mm. guess that's I mean, that's where they get the, the I guess the uh, bad reputation there, right? Is yeah. that uh it be they, they I love they have they have poor eyesight. So like, I don't care what I hit. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter to me. That's how I play video games, by the way. I just like I see a guy shooting at me and just run at him for some reason. Yeah. So I'm horrible. I, feel, I mean, that's how I am in the kitchen. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> come here, egg. I don't care. Yeah, come here. I I'm going to eat one of you. <laughs> so this is another fake animal. This is an animal that was what? also built in London, and it, it was made out of uh, fiberglass and foam as well. And it was made in London, shipped to the U.S., and then uh, some guy named uh, John Carl, I think it's Bucker, Butcher, uh, worked on it for three days after it came from London, and he's the one who made it so that it could snort and blink and wiggle its ears so that it really had some life to it. Huh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. No Very way. Cool. Now, I, I, I read that the, I, I believe the African black rhino is extinct. Uh, it's in, no, there's a black, there's still some black rhinos. There are, I think, six different species of rhinos that still exist. And there's a black rhino and a white rhino in Africa. There may be a subspecies or a species of black rhino that doesn't exist anymore. But I think, we think, my wife and I were just really staring at this rhino for a while. We think it's supposed to represent a black rhino. And so, Mm, you know, I was joking the other uh, the couple of days ago when we did this about the it should be the world's tallest rhino and this is <laughs> this rhino's reaching through the ceiling of a of a, a yeah. train car and it it may not be too far <laughs> off though i looked up black rhinos and the and it says you know the the tallest one at the shoulders could be about 6 feet the longest rhino horn ever recorded was about 5 feet so uh-huh. Uh, the standard height of one of these box cars is somewhere around 10 feet or so. So it's possible, you know, with a five foot horn that, that this thing could come up through the ceiling of a, of a smaller box car. Maybe he got up on a box. <laughs> I, I think that's where this magical rage comes into play. There you go. He hulks out. He gets like three sizes bigger. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't know what He just blacks out. He doesn't know what happens. So, I'm so what have I done? What happened to this train car? I'm so sorry. <laughs> what have I He wakes up and the roof is gone. Not again. <laughs> There's another storyboard piece here from Rinsler's book with the rhino and the the guy with the knife is supposed to throw the knife at Indy, and the only thing that stops it from hitting Indy is the rhino horn comes up between his legs, and the <laughs> knife goes into the rhino horn. Oh wow! Oh my gosh! Now with that, can you can you throw a knife into a rhino horn? Yeah, actually, their horn is made out of 
matted hair it's and keratin so it's it's mm. almost like your fingernails so it's penetrable but it would be it'd be you have to be just the perfect shot i guess yeah i you know i i have an issue right here with this exact little second here because because i feel like when our newsy roscoe is his name <laughs> when roscoe brandishes a knife i mean isn't that a little too violent here I mean, I mean, he looks like he's going to, like, carve Indy's eye out or something. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and I, I feel like Roscoe is not reading social cues. <laughs> you know, like, like this is a well-timed hook around the ankle is appropriate. He's pull him and you trip the guy. But this isn't a knife-brandishing type of train chase. Like, there, there's, you know, this is a type of, like, go get him. Hey, he's got right. our thing. That's why it's weird. Actually, like a minute ago, when they they, they like shoot the door open, and you're like, "Oh, wait, yeah. they have guns!" And yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. Weird that they're not yeah. shooting at India. Yeah, and then now this guy pulls but the, the gun but on, then, like, a knife on him. When 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 you know the newsy, like it's it's actually second thirty three. Like, would the rhino horn blast through the the train car roof? And you know, it's it's clear that Indy's in peril. And I mean, Roscoe, the newsy is just tickled pink mm -hmm. at the prospect of Indy getting rhino gored. Yeah. It's really kind of strange. It doesn't, it's, it's, I, I thought this was just a frolicky chase. Well, he's still an unsavory character. And Indy's got yeah. his, his fortune. Like Indy has stolen his fortune away from him. Yeah, so he can't put a is... ring on his mother's dead finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I think he's young. Finger. I think what's going on, he's young. <laughs> bony finger. <laughs> Stop that, man. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> I think he, I, th I think he's young and he can't read the social cues, which is like, hey, go stop the guy, but don't kill him. Right. Yeah. I mean, he put, yeah, he pulls out the knife. He's about to stab it in, and then he's about to hold him down so you know the rhino can gore him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, does Indy, uh, does Indy say a bad word in this? Yes. Scene? When the, when oh the, yeah. Yeah, he kind of absolutely the, the S word, doesn't he? Yeah, he, they say that you know they dubbed "Holy Smokes" in there, but that is not what he said. They did, didn't they? They like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He actually, you don't actually hear. Yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah. Look, yeah. I, I have, I this is, I have this written down. This is a very serious thing, and I'd like everybody to listen to it. And I'm dead serious, and I'm not backing down. It's second thirty-four to second thirty-seven. Listen to it right now, if we can all just take a second. And I'm gonna say a name, and it's gonna change everything. Okay. All right, it sounds identical, identical to Marty McFly. <laughs> like they lifted that from another movie or something. That's entirely possible. <laughs> I have actually no problem yeah. with that because th there's a very uh, Marty McFly feeling to this, at least this part of the movie so far. He says, holy smokes, and it's, I swear to God, it's from a Back to the Future movie. That could be. It sounds exactly like Marty McFly saying it. Well, I wow. think this is a call. This is a callback to uh, Short Round. This is oh, that's exactly what smokes. Short Round said when <laughs> Indy he said, "Wow, holy smokes, crash landing!" When Indy fall and Willie <laughs> fall into the car, oh, and I was wondering, does this mean Indy taught Shorty? This this is something he taught Shorty to say, like, "Hey, this is what I used to say to sound cool." <laughs> God, holy smokes! Holy smokes! Well, as long as we're giving out homework, you should look. At the scene where twenty second twenty three transitions to twenty four, and uh -huh. I, you know, I you kind of look at this through the Indiana Jones minute lens when you're doing it one minute at a time, and I, 
I was looking at the backgrounds, and it goes from trees, and then there's rocks, and then there's trees, oh my and gosh. then there's a field. But but that second, it, it's a total transition <laughs> that doesn't great. make any sense at all. That is so funny. It's not even like yeah. a transition to that. They just cut no. right from like tree one to rock. Tree to rock oh immediately. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's hysterical. Yeah. yeah. That is weird. <laughs> And the rhino horn comes right up between everybody's legs. Mm-hmm. And I mean everybody's legs. The audience's and that, legs. That's yeah. The audience's legs. And that's exactly <laughs> when, uh, you know, the newsie kind of freaks out. Like, yeah, he, uh-huh. all of a sudden, he's afraid. He's going to have whatever a phobia of rhino horns is. Right. That's that. That's his minute. As if, I wouldn't even be surprised if he loses his hat. <laughs> <laughs> he probably will. Yeah, maybe he becomes a good guy now. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> He gets Indy's Boy Scout hat. Yeah. <laughs> he gets Indy's Boy Scout He a scout leader. Yeah. He the very best scout leader ever. Yeah. Hey, why does Indy not, uh, he's got that perfect opportunity when he grabs onto like, I still don't know what it is. I, I keep wanting to say it's like the weird male thing that you always see on the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Oh, that's the water. Th- it's a water tower to put water in the steam engine so you get the steam. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So he grabs onto that and he swings off of the train. Why doesn't he just stay off the train? Like, why doesn't he just, like... It's a like, long way down. No, but, like, he, doesn't it kind of, like, take him past the, the, the tower or whatever it is, the water tower? Well, it takes him in a circle, and he kind of winds up right over the train. I, I don't know so. if he could his momentum could have stopped it. Maybe. I like it, though, because it's, it's, it's right out of the general with Buster Keaton. Like, it, it definitely could have been oh, yeah. in that movie, too. That's funny. I, I like that move a lot, but I'm really, really upset that if you have the balls to introduce a character named Halfbreed... And then you have him get just punked with a mealy mouth, milk toast kick to the chest. Ha- I mean, that's not the that's not what's going to happen to half breed here. <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't really no, shown himself to no. be No, no. If, if you anything. watch, no. If you watch, I don't even the know scene, that his name is half breed. I'm just watching the movie. They don't say it in the movie. Well, that, no, he does say it. We talked. He calls him. He goes half breed. Keep digging. Well, maybe for what? You're watching this minute by minute or something? Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy's kind of name is Halfbreed. And then it's like, he's, I mean, he's clearly like, he's kind of the smart one of the henchmen. I mean, he's wearing glasses. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's the one. <laughs> the stereotypes the one, and are just, running hot and cold in this episode. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> I just, it's, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a short sale. I don't know. He just like he kind of lightly taps him in the chest, and after he's like, "Oh, it's a little uh, Boba down. Fett at the Sarlacc pit for yeah, you." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. I didn't want to go all there, but yeah. Of so course you think you, you did. think Halfbreed yeah. deserved a, a better going out? Yeah, like a, yeah, it's fine if he kicks him in the chest or something, but just I mean, th- then really do it. Like he if you like, watch that, pirouetted off the side of the train, like off a yeah. Cliff, I mean, like, really, oh, like yeah. you know, show a good kick, you know, show a good kick, like something like one of those one of those those fight scenes from you know Temple of Doom with Pat Roach, like something <laughs> solid, like get punched in the heart, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, maybe Indy's still got enough good in him. He hasn't quite learned the fighting skills yet, mm. right? Yeah, all right. He's very young. Well, we've got uh, some animals coming up, or an animal coming up tomorrow, John, that uh, you will not be here for, but I was curious about your take on the uh, the lion. You didn't hire a mammologist to do tomorrow's minute? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we did, but we didn't want to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's, that's fair. Look yeah. up mammologist. Yeah, look up mammologist. <laughs> uh, well, I think I would just say when you're watching this uh, lion interaction scene by scene, that's a real. It's it's a it's real, 
but it's not it's not one lion so if you watch it real carefully you can knowing that you can see that there are two lions one of them has a black chin and the other one has a very blonde uh chin and and neck oh man um so they took two lions to do the the shot and um they had an animal wrangler on on set his name is uh jules sylvester he did um he did some stuff in crystal skull too and the lions everything was fine the lions are the ones that had the problem they were really spooked by the lights and and of course they were wiggling this train car to make it feel like it's in motion and the lions didn't like that at all either so it was a tough shot for them but it it took two different lions to keep them in in the shot and and do everything they want them to do were they in the same shot as indy was that a composite shot or were they both in the frame as far as I know, they're both in, both lions were in the shot with Indy uh, or a stunt person, depending on the angle, and uh, and that's that's common. You know, a lot of these, a lot of places, a lot of circus lions and uh, Las Vegas lions are worked raised by hand and worked by people pretty confidently, and and rarely a problem. Although Siegfried and Roy might disagree a little bit. Mm. <laughs> You know, at the very end of this minute, we have a huge moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 a huge moment, and then the the minute comes off, you know, cuts off. But Indy, when when he he swings around, he swings off the train. The train keeps going, and he he swings right back around. He lands back on the train again, and he comes face to face with his future self. I don't like that. I don't like calling this guy the few Indy's. He's got a hat and he's got a jacket. Uh, he's not Indiana Jones. This isn't who Indiana Jones he's, is going to become. Tom Selleck playing Indiana Jones. No, he's not even. He's he's he's, he's <laughs> Tim <laughs> Matheson or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I see what you're saying, but go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt. And the rhino was played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's so. I mean, it's so. Uh, I, I mean, it, it hits him. It, it yeah. like like like. Young Indy is gobsmacked. He comes back on the train. He runs into his, you know, the, the fedora, man in the fedora, and and he like he's defeated immediately. Like he falls back uh-huh. in a very vulnerable position, no hat on his ass, crawling backwards, and you're like, whoa, you know, have have any of you guys ever become what you despise? <laughs> Every morning. <laughs> Every single morning. <laughs> because this is like a this is a, a an enormous second here. Yeah. I mean we all and we we get through this kind of fun and frolicking uh, you know chase scene. Uh-huh. And you know, sort of fanciful music and it's all fun and good times. There's a there's a calliope. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know. And uh, all of a sudden here, it's like he just runs into his future self and and he's afraid of him. And when yeah. he falls back, it is, it's exactly like when he gets punched by Pat Roach in front of That's the plane. Right. He yeah. Falls, it's yeah. the exact yeah. same fall on his yeah. ass. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, just like smacked in the mouth yeah. with yeah. his destiny. <laughs> I mean, jo- John, what do you think? What do you think about like is that this, this is I I know Tommy's upset. It's not I'm, who, it's not here. Indiana Jones. But is that like he why does he become this guy who's a grave robber and he you know the, he spits out, you know, a few minutes ago that belongs in a museum. You know, and and then he the next thing you know he's dressing like this dude, he's acting like this dude. 
Well, I think, you know, Tom hit it earlier that it, he's an impressionable age of of uh, that, but he got bested by something, and, you know, maybe there, he sees that as powerful, that the outfit and the man were yeah. were more powerful than him, and maybe that's a way to, to gain some of that power. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. But I don't think he thinks he's become this guy because uh, he, he goes on to try to put every object that he is obviously stealing and grave robbing, but he wants it all in a museum. You know, he doesn't want it in, uh, to be lost to follow up somewhere else. Yeah. Well, we see, like, in the last two minutes, we see two guy. We, we see two bad men, bad guys, and Indy dresses like both of them later <laughs> in his life. I mean, that, that's not a small thing, especially when they plant the red boutonniere. You're like, okay, dude's wearing all white with the red boutonniere? Yeah, I feel like I should lay down and and tell you my life story. We're getting we're getting deep here. <laughs> well, here, here's here's one to take it a little further, Jerry. You know who uh, who is dressed like Roscoe is the guy pushing the um, the Ark of the Covenant in the in the crate through the warehouse. Oh wow. So maybe maybe that is Roscoe. Like maybe everybody's become the opposite. <laughs> they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roscoe is this young young buck miscreant. Yeah, and he becomes the top man. <laughs> he becomes the janitor. Uh, yeah. Well, he's clearly a rule follower now. Yeah. Or maybe he found this reading social cues was just too difficult. You know what? Just get me away from people. Just put me in. Just put me in a dark room yeah, with boxes. Put me in a dark room with boxes. I don't have to interact with anybody. <laughs> or maybe he came face to face with uh, Herman Eaton back when, when they get back to the town. And he's like, oh, this kid yeah. messed with you too? Yeah. And they're friends for life. Well, I'm. Not treading on this lightly. I think that's a very important thing, and and I get it if you don't like it, Tommy, because I, I don't. That's not. I mean, Fedora isn't really my Indiana Jones and hero. I don't know. It just makes me, you know, wonder. Is this guy plagiarized his persona? Well, the guy gives him the hat later. I don't know. He might. I I think John's right that it's got. Uh, you know, this this this. He's had this uh, run in with this guy, who who beats him, you know, bests him and a butt, he gives him his hat. And so he's like, okay, that's this guy has something. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, Indy doesn't agree with this guy's uh, deal that he's like stealing these uh, priceless things and just selling them to this dude on uh, the Panama hat. Yeah. But he knows that there's something going on with him. He seems to like, you know, but by giving him his hat, I mean, we're spoiling, you know, later minutes and stuff, but maybe that's, and I'm making this up right now too, but maybe that's, uh, you know, that's the, the, the character and the uh, humanity in this otherwise scoundrelly guy that Indy sees and wants to emulate that or something. Or, or is Indy's <laughs> is Indy's raison d'être to go back and rectify every wrong that this man has committed? Like this guy stole the cross of Coronado. Now I got to go get it and do the right thing with it. And that that's his whole life okay. as Indiana Jones. It's like he's just walking around like there's there's a, a shadow out there that's doing the wrong thing and I need to go out there and ameliorate it. This is this this situation. 
I think this is all stuff I don't need to be explained. <laughs> I think this is all. I don't need to know where he got his hat. Yeah. I don't need to know where he got his jacket. I think I just like. I already liked Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay, so do you? Are you kind of not that cool with the opening sequence then, and and finding out all this I've, stuff? I, I'm. I have. I have fun with the opening sequence, but I do think that it is beyond ridiculous that you know every you know, recognizable characteristic of Indiana Jones happened to him within yeah. 20 minutes one day in 1912. Yeah. It's, it's, and it, and it plays silly too. It's like, it's, it's very crowd pleasing and very, uh, goofball. And, uh, I'm, I'm not into that aspect of it, but I'll enjoy it and watch it. And make <laughs> John. <laughs> well, as I said a couple of days ago, I, I love this movie and, and the whole, the whole joy of watching a young Indiana Jones, which was done, in my opinion, better than any single one of the television shows, was was fun. And, uh-huh. and then yeah. you threw in animals, so I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, great, that's, that's a great answer. I think you could have had this whole sequence without all those... You know the snakes and everything. I, I, like without like, oh, yeah. that's why he's afraid. That's yeah. where he found out yeah. that a whip will have this effect yeah. if you move it in this way. And <laughs> yeah. stuff. You know, it, it still could have been the exact same sequence and the same like young Indiana Jones having an yeah. adventure. Mm-hmm. I think sure. they could have had like one or two of those elements, and it would have been great. I think all of those together makes yeah. it a little implausible. Right. And then we get into conversations like this, like, oh, this guy from Murder, She Wrote is like Indian, Indiana Jones' entire reason for existing. <laughs> I, it's, it goes, it look, look well with me. Boba Fett doesn't have a dad. It's exactly. the same time, you know, it's the same, same, same Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> well, all right. On, uh, on that note, does anybody have anything else about Minute 8? Oh, wait a minute. Yes, oh, okay. someone does have something else about Minute 8. Hey. So the, the, the machine's coming alive. This just in from Professor Christy Porter. Yes, I've become something I've despised. <laughs> when I use multiple choice questions that have the answer D, none of the above. <laughs> <laughs> there you go professor christy like porter that. and her her, her ex- on her exams <laughs> her future self yeah runs into her future self well now i'm wondering like if her students are listening to this if they're like does that mean it's more likely that the answer is d or less likely that the answer is going to be d yeah, but see you know what's that. interesting is we don't know yeah and we don't need to <laughs> Find out why Christy Porter became, yeah, <laughs> had to confront D, none of the above. <laughs> and she's so lazy, she gives multiple choice questions. That's terrible. Well, I, I think that's for the big, uh, you know, I think that's for the uh, it's like psych you know, 101, those, yeah, psych 101, All yeah, right. the three, 350 okay. student class, yeah. You may oh. not be taking your class, but I don't feel like it's safe to call her lazy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. She's not. I'm just making snarky remarks. It's not safe to call her lazy. <laughs> well, another person that's not lazy is John Rugen. And John, you have an awesome animal park and zoo in Florida. Yeah, well, um, come visit us. We're, uh, we've survived our second hurricane in a year, and uh, we've uh, mm. got lots of cool things on the horizon. Next year, we'll be opening up a big Nile crocodile exhibit. We already have some Nile crocs, but they get large, we, and we bought a, 
a family of four uh, large Nile crocodiles from South Africa, which we were trying to import during the hurricane and had to put everything off for a week or so. But they're, they've arrived and we're building the exhibit and it's going to be a cool thing. So you can learn more about it on uh, the Alligator Farm Facebook page or go to alligatorfarm.com. Yeah, definitely. We got to get down there, Tom. I, yeah. yeah, I would also like to to add that uh, at the St. Augustine uh, Park that John works at, there's there's an amazing array of birds that show up, and it's mostly in the morning, right? People like all sorts of professional photographers show up. And uh, what was it pre ten? I think you you said you had to get like a yeah. Well, we open at nine, and so we have. So what what happens is we have all the local wading birds, so spoonbills and ibis and egrets and herons and storks, they exist in Florida and they um, come to the alligator farm so that they can sleep every night above alligators and they want to nest every spring above alligators. And the reason for that is as long as they're uh, sleeping above alligators, then there's no raccoons or possums or snakes that can climb up the tree. So the alligators provide this big protection. And so we sell an annual pass to photographers so that they can come in an hour beforehand. They get a little bit better light and there's not school kids running up and down the boardwalk shaking their tripods and everything. <laughs> and and they some of these guys make a living off of photos they take at our zoo because they get wild bird shots. They're not our birds. We don't feed them. They come and go as they please. But they can be within some cases. You could reach in and take eggs out of a nest. They're so close, so they they can hmm. get these really amazing close-up shots of parents feeding their young, or birds sitting on eggs and building nests and all that kind of cool stuff. It's a it's a really amazing natural uh, phenomenon out in this two-acre swamp that we have. Wow, yeah, we're definitely gonna Very check that cool. out. Yeah, don't don't take the eggs unless you're John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You may get beat up by one of those birds. They're very bold. Uh, they, they, you know, they're not afraid of people. They, they built the nest knowing that there's a lot of traffic, of uh, human traffic in there, and uh, they're they're tough little birds. They they survive all kinds of things. And people ask us where they went during, during the hurricane, and I honestly don't know. They weren't out in that swamp during the hurricane, but they came back, and you know this. Uh, we had Hurricane Matthew last year. They came back this spring and had 900 nests in in our two acres, which is the strongest birding season we've ever had. So they came back wow. strong. Wow. Awesome. But it's not cool. just rhinos that rage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tom, if there are any bold birds out there that uh, would like a little more Indiana Jones Minute. Oh, if you actually literally want more Indiana Jones Minute, uh, we mentioned our Patreon account uh, over at uh, patreon.com slash Indiana Jones Minute, where uh, if you support us over there, uh, you will get uh, regular bonus episodes of our show Anything Goes, where we talk about other movies like Jaws and Close Encounters and who knows what we're up to by now. And uh, But if you don't want to uh, do that and you just like the show, you should please go over to iTunes and give us a nice rating and a nice review, and uh, that'll help us out a lot. And uh, maybe we'll even read your review on the air because yeah. we appreciate the appreciation. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it, and we appreciate those of you who've joined our Patreon. And if you haven't yet and you would like to, you can find out what all this lantern talk is about that makes Tom's eye twitch. It'll it'll make you twitch, too. Uh, I'm like Inspector Dreyfus over here. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, 
And for everybody else, you can join us right back here tomorrow for minute nine of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade here on the Indiana Jones Minute. Jones! Jones! <laughs> Raging Jones! Jones! <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.